So I'm actually building a platform to help psychedelic newcomers, primarily women, learn how to access information and um, telehealth services uh, around psychedelics. So specifically mushrooms and microdosing. Hello, Fempreneurs. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Lindsay Berry. I'm really excited to dive into, today, into today's episode with Corey Sue from retreatmicrodose.com. If you're curious about microdosing with mushrooms to gain clarity and focus, um, that's what we're gonna be talking about today. And also, Corey Sue has a ton of experience with building startups and doing all the marketing things, so she's gonna share some awesome tips and tricks there as well. And if you're curious about maybe moving some of your energy over to TikTok, she's going to be talking about that too. Let's dive in. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, this is my third company. Um, my first business was started by accident, as they often are when you're younger. It was a, a media company cheekily called Bitches Who Brunch that I started as a side hustle when I was 22 and um, kind of the age of of peak millennial brunch era, if you will. Um, and that started as a side hobby. People were just asking me for recommendations for restaurants and fashion advice and party guidance in Washington, DC at the time. And then eight years later, we had 15 employees, three offices in New York, Chicago, and Washington, DC, and you know, a million monthly readers. So that was a really fun experience kind of finding, I call it my entrepreneurial training wheels, right? So I started as a, what I thought was a journalist and then realized that I was really meant to, to build things um, and got to work with a lot of amazing women along the way. So it sounds like we share that, that passion. Social media is such a gift, I'm sure you agree. Um, and now move fast forward to what you're doing today, kind of bring us up to speed on, on how you've uh, been building your current business and tell us about the current business. Yeah, so I um, have always been sort of fa fascinated with, you know, health and well-being. Um, and that's a space that I've wanted to build in for a while. I was most recently, after I sold off my marketing agency, I spent some time at WeWork, um, leading brand for one of their satellite companies during the failed IPO. And I was experiencing a lot of health issues during that time period. Um, and it turns out that my stress was physically manifesting itself as inflammation, debilitating joint pain, um, couldn't get out of bed in the morning. And I was kind of like, is this what 32 feels like? Because it didn't feel this way at 30. And surely, like, you know, I'm not over the hill. And I went to a number of Western doctors, and they couldn't really find a solution. Um, and I finally went to my acupuncturist and got on a uh, herbal regimen to tackle what was actually, you know, irregular hormones cortisol levels, stress through the roof, my testosterone was off, um, you know, stress was literally manifesting as inflammation and pain. And that started kind of a three year journey now a three to five year journey of, of you know, integrative health and wellness. Um, and through that, I got really obsessed with functional mushrooms, being reishi, chaga, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the space, Eastern medicine, they use adaptogenic nootropics to help you deal with a number of things in the health and wellness space, whether it's hormones, in my instance, or, um, you know, and allergies can even be helped with herbs. Um, and from there, I really got interested in the connection between mental health and physical health. Um, and I that found me uh, in the psychedelic space. So I'm actually building a platform to help psychedelic newcomers, primarily women, learn how to 
access information and um, telehealth services uh, around psychedelics. So specifically mushrooms and microdosing. So are you familiar with microdosing or the psychedelic medicine space at all? A little bit, not very much though. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? Like it's kind of everywhere these days. If, you're, if you read the news, it's like veterans, they're legalizing psilocybin and ketamine for PTSD and things of that nature. And and then there's all these like biotech research studies, but everybody in my community seems curious about it and nobody knows what to do. Yeah. So um, that was where the kind of problem started, right? Like psychedelic medicine specifically, um, psilocybin has been proven to help with a number of mental health concerns. Um, they've shown that it can help alleviate treatment resistant depression, helps with PTSD, which is obviously huge for veterans and also affects women. Um, much more than men, usually from PTSD, from sexual trauma. Um, and then um, OCD, there's studies as well as alcohol use disorder and tobacco cessation. So um, much like cannabis, psychedelic medicine is very different, but much like CBD, psychedelic mushrooms can have a number of different applications in the mental health arena. And there's studies that are coming out of Johns Hopkins and Columbia University and a bunch of amazing research organizations like validating what a lot of people have felt strongly about for a while now. So, right. So what's your number one kind of online platform for educating people about everything that you're just talking about right now? Like, are you using Instagram predominantly or what's your go-to social platform? If you, if you had to pick one, if there was like one and you're only allowed one, which would you pick? Yeah. I mean, so our website is the platform where we're educating people. We've built out a really amazing media arm back to my journalism days where we have awesome articles on like, can microdosing help your PMS? Turns out it can. And can it improve your sex life? Guess surprise. Turns out it can um, if you're using it correctly. So we have a media arm on our website as well as a free microdosing guide. But to answer your question, we've been using TikTok um, and I feel a little old for TikTok, <laughs> but I have been TikToking my heart out and it's, um, there's, a, there's a microdosing community on TikTok. It's nascent and it's engaged and there's um, a lot of people looking for information. So that's where we've been focusing our efforts. Nice, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, how about you? Do you like TikTok? Are you using it for your community? Uh, I dabbled in TikTok for a while. I I just have so much success with Instagram. And I found that when I did the same things on TikTok, um, because I was not willing and I'm not willing to create a whole new batch of content for a different platform. But when I did exactly what I was doing on Instagram and put it over into TikTok, um, it just wasn't resulting in the same, you know, niche group of people doing something, right? Um, I like on, on Instagram how when I get a new follower, I can go and look at their profile. I can see if they are a fempreneur. And if they're not, I usually block them. <laughs> so I don't have any dudes on here. It's all fempreneurs. And I do that, you know, by hand. Yeah. And I guess, is it is that possible to do on TikTok to really filter your audience like one by one? I don't think so. I think that an analogy that I heard that was really helpful around TikTok is it feels a little bit more like stand-up comedy, whereas Instagram's a reality TV show. Like Instagram, you like follow along on the person, right? It's about their like, it's about you and it's about me and people are them, whether that's entertainment, education, etc. And TikTok, it's like, it's just one-off videos back and forth and it's less about the like creator. Um, and I thought that was an apt analogy. So same thing, like we get all sorts of comments that are, some are very relevant um, on TikTok, like they're asking questions about microdosing, which will then make videos to follow along and splice them. But some of them are like, 
let me buy drugs online. And I'm like, this is not what we're trying to do kind of thing. So there is a little bit of spam to say the least, particularly for our, for our niche. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting to hear. Um, it's really cool to hear that TikTok has, has, you know, resulted in people actually going to your website and doing something and, you know, actually getting involved and taking action. That was the piece that I, I kind of just, I don't know. I actually kind of turned my TikTok gradually. I kind of was like, mm, I'm having success with Instagram still. And I love Instagram and I'm going to use TikTok as the place to post my personal stuff, mostly my outdoorsy stuff. So my hunting videos and pictures and my camping and like all this stuff like that. And of course I just ended up with like a thousand dudes watching each video. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't, this yeah. is not what I want. Yeah. But I think it's so cool that you have, um, that you are get, getting a ton of traction on TikTok. And how long have you been using TikTok now for your microdosing business? Just about three or four months. Um, I will say though, Instagram, I think I hear you on the shift from kind of volume of followers to engagement. We're also using Instagram and have um, really been focused on creating informational graphics and informational graphics sounds so boring, but they're actually really like lovely and helpful, right? Because it's a new yeah. space, people are curious. And so kind of, I feel like it's an up level from, you know, the inspirational wellness quote, which everyone has seen. We're trying to create visual iterations with our like, amazing design team that really help people understand the benefits of psychedelic medicine, be it microdosing or macro and how that can link into a holistic health routine or mental health or, you know, goal setting and things like that. And so um, while though, like you might not see the same level of spikes in growth with TikTok, I do think that on Instagram, the engagement and the like ability to convert a follower to a lead or you know a member of the community that we have. I hear you on that. I think there's a lot more um, authenticity and engagement on Instagram. So, right. I definitely you know use Instagram and teach my thumbprinter clients and you know all the things I do. I teach them to use Instagram as a conversational tool. So I'm curious to know, are you using TikTok as a way to open conversations? Like, are you actually chatting with people and answering questions? Like, is it, is it an engaging platform or is it like, how would you describe it as far as that actual one-on-one -on -one connection um, piece? Well, I candidly, I have a, a, an appropriately aged, if there is an appropriate age, a Gen Z are helping me with my TikTok. So oh, um, oh, nice. she's, doing, she's doing a lot of the engagement. Um, but I am poking around there. I also have my own personal TikTok. Um, I try to spend less time on social media, um, but I don't see the same way with Instagram, right? Like we're having, I'm having conversations back and forth on my account, Corey Sue, I'm having conversations back and forth on, on our retreat microdose account. And then on TikTok, it seems like there'll be comments and things like that, um, but less like a, a chat. Did you know that the best way to help other fempreneurs find this podcast is by following or subscribing? If you love these weekly doses of marketing power, guess what? Other fempreneurs are going to love them too, and you have the power to help them find this podcast. Thank you so much for helping us empower more women to build their dream businesses. All right, let's get back to today's episode. So my next question for you is about just um, growing a business in general. I mean, you've you've grown a few businesses. It sounds like you you grew and then sold your marketing agency. What is one of the biggest challenges that you can share with us? A story that you you know came across you came across a big challenge and you had to work through that in order to stay in business and to keep growing. 
Can you think of any, I'm sure there's a ton of them, but can you think of any stories that would be helpful for fempreneurs to hear? Oh, there are so many. I'm just trying to find out which ones are, are helpful. Um, there have been many challenges. I feel like that's the thing where even you see with women there, we have, um, you know, less access to capital if you're going out, if you're raising capital for a startup, they, women get 2% of venture capital um, and women of color get like less than 1% of the, that pie. So um, I think one thing that I've no, seen a lot of in the VC space is that women, we actually have to kind of change the way we communicate if we want to raise venture capital, which I've been working with a coach on that. And, you know, I communicate exclamation points, warmth. I say, you know, nice things. I pay you a compliment. I like girl code, right? Who doesn't start off with like a hi, nice to meet you, a nice thing that's authentic and um, polite. And in VC, the guys just one sentence. So it's perfect example. I had to change from, hi, Lindsay, it was so nice to meet you. I loved talking about social media marketing. Um, would you want to have another conversation? It, you know, it seems like we really connect on our love of the outdoors. Would you want to have another conversation on Tuesday or Thursday? And instead, you have to learn how to communicate like a boy. And it's like, hi, Lindsay, seems it was great connecting. Do you have time next week? How's Wednesday at two? And it feels like less <laughs> me. Women, if you're if you're in the VC or tech space, you often have to adjust your communication style to be, frankly, like less feminine and more direct in order to, you know, walk the walk, walk the talk. But I have, I, I've tested this, right? I've worked in the fundraising coach and I communicated my way. And then I communicated the way the coach said to do it. And I got more meetings the way he said to do it, right? Because he's, he's an yeah. expert, right? So I would say the answer there is one thing I've learned a lot of is hiring coaches. I started with an executive coach this month, um, this year, and then also a fundraising coach, which um, at first I was like, I don't need help. Like, I don't want to make the spend, but I think if you have the ability to invest in yourself, I would highly, highly recommend that. I don't know if that's, um, and then another thing that I was talking about with my coach today is women, we spend a lot of time like trying to fix our, our teams, right? Hiring people and then we stick them out and try to like fit square peg round hole when you actually need to think about fitting like what you need for your business whether that's the person like you know i don't know about you we're, women tend to be just warmer and nurturing i'm like oh we'll change we'll help that person grow into the role and i go she was like no if that person doesn't work for what you need it's your business and you need to switch them so those are just two quick things that i've that i've learned um in the last 48 hours if that's helpful <laughs> that's awesome okay so because you have built teams and you've hired people for specific roles that's not something that i've done a lot of um, I tend to just have one, you know, assistant at a time who is doing a small thing in the beginning and then it kind of grows as they're comfortable and have the desire so that I have like no experience. But I do have a lot of entrepreneurs in the community who have been, they've experienced a pretty massive growth in their business in the last few years. And they're now at that place where they maybe have hired some someone, maybe not, but they need to keep developing the team so that they can scale and they're really having trouble with that. They're having trouble with handing over the reins, trusting people. They're they're feeling almost insecure about letting someone into their business because they feel like it's a little disorganized. What would you say to a fempreneur like that? Do you have any tips or tricks for getting through that phase? Yeah, I think um, it's it's hard, right? Releasing control of your baby when it's your your business and it's closed. I think um, hire. I would recommend hiring before you think you're ready, right? And they always say hire slow, fire fast is another adage that I would 
would recommend. So um, whether it's LinkedIn or a conscious, like there are a lot of intentional recruiters out there, many of them who are women. I know multiple women who started like boutique recruiting agencies to help with just that. So um, mm -hmm. get advice, be intentional about your job description. And, and also mm -hmm. really the biggest thing for me is knowing, finding someone who's either been with a small business or has been with a startup, right? You need to find more so than like, if, if you're an interior design, you need somebody in interior design. I don't think that matters as much topically as it matters the stage, right? Like, have you been in a high growth startup or have you worked directly for a small business? Because that can be very jarring, right? Taking someone from a corporation to a startup, there's completely different amounts of resources, expectations, same thing with small business. So matching the stage of the company to the hire, being really intentional about your job descriptions. And then um, I think, you know, we're all too hard on ourselves, right? So women, female founders are particularly hard on themselves. So you have to be able to create the space for you to like think on big picture and grow. And if you don't hire, you can't do that. And it took me all three of my businesses I hired later than I should have. So I feel that acutely, right? Like I hired an assistant six months after I needed one for the Bitches Who Brunch. It was like my baby and I was so scared to hire people because I was like, they refer, this is an extension of me, right? Our businesses are our identity, but you have to, have to, to, in order to scale and to elevate yourself and to grow into what you are meant to be, you have to get that, that support, so. Okay, well, I think we all needed to hear that pep talk. So thank you very much for that. So when you're not building the microdosing business, you are building brands and creating, you know, marketing campaigns for startups. So how do you kind of divide your time? Maybe take us through a typical week in the life of you. I used to manage multiple clients. And I would say, you know, like many early stage founders, not going out and raising venture capital, I still have to pay, pay my bills. And then also I want to keep capital in the business. So I think that's a challenge. That was also uniquely feminine, right? Most of the men, not to get too gendered, but we're talking about fempreneurs, like the guys I know that are building the same space, they went out and asked their friends and family for a million bucks, they got it from their finance bros, and then they paid themselves a salary and off they went. Whereas I'm advising startups on marketing, and then I'm, you know, pay the bills, and, and also I care, right? So I'm very happy that I have one client, um, that I'm a fractional chief marketing officer that I love, and then I, so I spend about 20% of my time there, and 80% on, on the business, which is, which is great. Um, typical week, I wake up much earlier than I used to. I finally got into that habit of early bird gets the worm. It took a long time, but it, the dividends are huge. So I wake up early, I get out at the door and walk the dog and get some sunlight for my circadian rhythm as quickly as possible. Um, try to fit in a meditation because I found that that makes me a lot more grounded for my team and in my meetings instead of showing up like, oh my God, oh my God, I sort of show up a little bit calmer. I didn't meditate today, but in an ideal world I do. Um, and then it's off to the races, um, usually on Slack and email and Zoom for about 10 hours from like nine to eight usually, um, or nine to seven on a good day. Um, one thing I've implemented that I really, that really helps me is I have specific days for specific teams. So I work with our product and tech team on Tuesday, Thursdays, and I work with our clinical team for our customer care on uh, Monday, Wednesday, um, and our social teams actually in Australia. So I work with them on Sunday, Monday nights, and I found that that accountability of, you know, verticals for the team, knowing when they can have access um, to me for feedback and being able to count on that um, really has streamlined, streamlined the business. Um, 
and then yeah same, same thing accountability I've finally gotten my husband on the you can count on me for Saturday nights a date night but most nights I'm gonna be working late so I'm really in this kind of accountability and expectations piece so my poor husband knows that I'm working through dinner or the team knows when they can, can get this the scoop from me so nice and then you're doing some podcasting too I am doing a little oh I'm yeah I'm just you know, Todd, trying to spread the good microdosing word. Um, I think it's it's been microdosing has been incredibly helpful for me as an entrepreneur. It helps me with my creativity. It helps me get into flow state. It's also been immensely helpful for my anxiety. Um, and so, I I just think there are a lot of women who obviously we can use all the productivity hacks in the world, but um, life is hard and mushrooms don't solve everything. But they certainly have helped. They can help with joy. A lot of mental health. Um, issues and and you know I just feel better so um, trying to trying to get the word out. That's really great that you are doing that. I mean, when we find something that's working so well that we feel like we've been looking for our whole lives, um, I think too many people just kind of enjoy it for themselves and they don't do what you're doing and share it and make it bigger and better. So tell us more about the actual products you're developing and how someone could go from understanding everything you're teaching us right now to actually doing something. Yeah, so um, we have a media arm where you can get free information around psychedelic medicine and microdosing specifically. We also have a free microdosing guide. And then we have a private um, invite-only community that's kind of a safe space for people, <laughs> regular people who are curious about psychedelics to talk, right? I found on the internet, if you go on Reddit on psychedelics, it doesn't really feel like like a safe space for, for a woman or a, or a executive or a, you know, regular guy in a suit to like go chat about um, some drugs which are legal, some what drugs are not, but a lot of them have mental health applications, right? And so we have this media and this community arm that are meant to always be free and safe for people to get the information they need. And for those that are looking to try microdosing in a guided way, we have a physician supervised and a therapist guided program. It's eight weeks where you join a community um, and you learn how to microdose for outcomes. So you track your mood, you set goals and intentions, and you journal, and we kind of hold your hand through this whole process. So it's a boutique concierge service. Um, and we've got about 35 people going through that right now. Um, and it's, it's, it's wonderful to kind of watch them change and grow. So. so how does that work for those of us here in Canada? Because like looking at my podcast listeners, um, you know, where they are, most of them are in Canada right now anyways. And how would that work for someone from Canada joining your program? Yes, yeah, so the program's all online. Um, you source your medicine separately. It's, it's really in Canada, you can pop into, if you're in Vancouver, pop into a store. There's quite a lot of, of stores right now uh, across Canada selling mushrooms. Um, we provide the sort of the digital telehealth services. So you can do that, get, do that anywhere. I think what we found is there's a lot of people buying mushrooms and not knowing what to do. Um, and so we're trying to create a safe space and the like doctor and therapist to help guide you through that, through that process. Okay. And the Instagram account is at retreat microdose. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. And then what's the website for that? Retreatmicrodose.com. And um, yeah, it's all retreat microdose. So uh, retreat is, you know, inspired by the concept of the spa going to, you know, summer camp, whatever a retreat needs to you, but kind of safe place for self-care and nourishment and reflection, um, which is obviously a huge part of, of growth. Wow, that's awesome. You've shared so many great tips for fempreneurs just in general to use in business growth. So I really appreciate 
you coming on and sharing that experience. It's been awesome. Is there something that you would tell your 10 year younger self uh, that could help some of our Fempreneur listeners? I think that my 10 year younger self would be shocked that I was working in the psychedelic industry. Um, that was definitely, that's definitely not what I would tell her, but I think she would be very surprised. Um, uh, probably in a good way. Uh, but I would say, yeah, I, I think trust yourself more. I think as women, that's one of the reasons I work with an executive coach. Like I thought I was confident and I still don't rely on my own intuition enough. So I would say trust yourself, depend on your, your boyfriend, your father, or whoever a little bit less and spend more time, you know, focusing on what you want to build and what you want and less on what other people want for you. So. Well, thank you so much. That's really awesome. I love the trust yourself message. And I think we all need to hear that at least once a day. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Well, you have a great rest of your day. I know you have a busy day of meetings ahead of you. It was really lovely to meet you. And I hope we connect again soon. I, I so enjoyed the chat. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to, to keep in touch with the community. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks, Carrie Bye. Sue. Hello, Fempreneurs. This is Laura, producer of the Fempreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to hang out with Lindsay and I and other women like you, head over to femteen.com. We'd love to help you grow your business. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.